everyone dreams of living an uncommon life. And the best asset you have to achieve your dreams is you. Welcome to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living uncommonly. We're also going to give you some tools and strategies for building wealth and for pursuing an uncommon path that is uniquely right for you. Hello and welcome everybody to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Aaron Kramer. Thanks for tuning in. We have an amazing show for you today. I always say amazing. We have an uh, extraordinary show today. Yeah. We're leveling it up and here's why. We have Ben Foost on the online. Ooh, Ben. Online, in studio. Yeah. Ben Foost. I hate uh, bios. So I'm going to make Ben do his own bio. Ben, you've heard his voice before. He was part of the 100th episode oh, of yeah, the yeah. Uncommon Wealth Podcast. Yeah. And now he's in studio. Now we get to pick his brain on many things. I, yeah, yeah. My, if, I, if any of my skills can be categorized, it's random. And so I think the many thing is, is correct. <laughs> okay, so we're not going to overcook the fish on this bio. So rough cut of it. Uh, my name is Ben Foos. Uh, I, uh, I do the turn the knobs around here. I'm the audio yes, man he is, uh, for the Uncommon uh, podcast here. Uh, I also have my own podcast called Live from the Path, uh, which I stumbled into, have no particular skills in, but have kept up for a number of years. Yes. Uh, I'm a business architect, which is a fake job. Uh, I, I, I didn't make it up, but I did borrow it um, from uh, like an emerging practice for uh, Fortune Something Company. Yes. And so I do that. Um, I'm also a house church pastor. And uh, well, I think that's the cut of it. I think that'll And be a husband. Husband, 18 uh, years. And yes. four children. Yes, four kids. Good friend of mine. Uh, fun fact: I don't know if we've ever said this, but we went to junior high together. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Actually, elementary school even. Oh, you went to Altoona Elementary? Yeah, I did. Yes, you did. You were in my fifth grade class. Yes, came yeah. in. And I'm telling you this right now. Here's the reason you remember Philip. Like his hair has always been cool, and even in fifth grade, he he sat down and like that man has a cool set of hair. And I and I knew that. I also was convinced because of his last name, that his family owned Ramsey Pontiac. Oh, that's so like, for... I just kept, I was waiting for you to mention it. Like it was going to yeah. come up in conversation. Like, Everyone oh, by the way, everybody. I drove here, even as a fifth grader. Yes. <laughs> so we've known each other since elementary school. Yes. And still wow. become friends. There's, you are the only person from elementary school that I have, I, I talked to. Oh. So, oh, you can I don't do know what that says about friends. you. I know. <laughs> well, from elementary school. Okay. Yeah. You know. yeah. So, uh, thanks for being on the show. Yep. There's a couple things I wanted to kind of uh, pull out of you. The first one is uh, you're kind of like Clark Kent is your day job, mm-hmm. but you have had a passionate side gig mm-hmm. and you mentioned it. It's Life for the Path. It's a podcast that you run with you and your buddies. Yep. How long have you been doing that? Uh, it will be, I think, 13 or 14 years. Yes. Well, yeah. Wow. Podcasting before podcasting was cool. Yeah, actually, that's what's interesting. Someone asked this the other day, and I said, we were podcasting before podcasting was cool. Yep. And like now podcasting has been super cool, and we're still hanging out in the not cool <laughs> realm. Because someone has to. I said, well, yeah. might as well stay the, stay the line, you know? That's not true. I don't listen to many podcasts, <laughs> but whenever I tune into yours, I'm like, I listen to it far longer than I ever thought. Because you're just guys in a room talking about godly things yep. that trying to apply the Word of God into yep. your life. And that's kind of how it started, right? Yes, yes. So, um, like, the, the, yeah, the crux of this go is, show is just some some fellows in a room having the conversations that people have trying to work out, like, what is it that we believe and how does it apply to our lives? A lot of stuff, um, you know, f- from, a, from a Christian perspective, um, is people talking at you. And, like, I, I love sermons. Like I said, I'm, I'm a pastor. I like studying things. But, like, 
That stuff has to walk the ground, man. Like it has to raise kids. It has to fix things that I've broken with my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, it has to inform how I um, go about and do my day-to-day -day work. And so like, what does that look like? And some of it's, you know, how do we react to um, the stuff that's in the news? Like, how do I take this in? And a lot of times it's like a calm down. God's got this kind of thing under control. But like, how do we react prudently? And so we stumbled into it. There was a, um, there was a guy who had started a business where he, he wanted to like create podcasts. It basically is an advertising platform. So like you find real estate agents and all kinds and of yeah, folks who are like, hey, which is this? Like it's pretty normal. It's a good way to do it actually. Um, and so you come in he had a studio and he would interview a bunch of people um, and then give them their own show. And so um, my pastor at the time and my brother ended up on a show just as an interview. And at the end of the show that they were on, the guy goes, hey, would you guys be interested in doing a radio show? And they said, yeah, we have no particular skills in this. Let's, let's call Ben. And I also have no particular skills in this. But we said, sure, this sounds all right. And your voice is dreamy. Isn't it? That's why. I often speak to myself uh, <laughs> and I fall asleep. So maybe that's right. Um, but like we... We ended up on a 6 a.m. slot on a Saturday morning in downtown Des Moines. Um, like, we had to open the studio. There was no one, you know, you go in there. And we, we were on for two weeks, and then the whole thing blew up and shut down. Like, the people who opened it were fighting. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, one of the guys opens up something else, and so we go do a show for them, and we were doing, like, a two-hour marathon Jeez. podcast. And these, oh, were, wow. these were terrible, Aaron Kramer. <laughs> they were, the first 30 minutes were edifying and good for the world, and the last... 90 minutes we're, we're not like we're reaching for things to talk about because wow, we have no wow. concept of like again like long form podcast content we're just just talking in there um and so this i would say the show has not got shorter really but it has gotten better yeah. over time and so anyway translation we just couldn't give it up because at, at the end of the day i have a dedicated time most weeks to go in a room with some other fellas and be refined and encouraged and learn and laugh um and, and try to figure out how to apply scripture into your life. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that I think is cool, because you can take the word of God and you can start doing your devotions by yourself. And what I think is powerful about this is you're like, I have a group of people yep. maybe calm me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? If I'm over uh, tightly wound over this yep. one thing, uh, it's a really good concept. And then you just invite people in to yep. like listen to that. And one thing you said before the show is you don't edit anything. So I don't. Like if it's a hot mess, welcome to the show. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, which I kind of, I appreciate. Yeah. You know, like you are really a fly on the wall with yep. good buddies that are talking and challenging and pushing themselves to know and follow Jesus even more. Yep. It's a great show. That's great concept. Fantastic. And it's been your side project yeah. for quite some time. Yeah. 13 years. Yes. So let me ask you this. So you have this full-time job. Yes. And then you have this side thing. Yep. Has it ever produced any money? This is what I wanted to kind of talk through. Um, yes and no. So like we made money, but, but we, um, we spent it. <laughs> so, so when it came on uh, my life story, yeah. <laughs> I brought some in and then there it went. So, so originally when we started as a podcast and, and then we had kind of thought, Hey man, we should go on terrestrial radio, which is weird. Uh, because I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of dying. <laughs> and so, but we go, Hey, we could probably get on here because the standards are going down. And so, <laughs> so we contacted <laughs> when there was a local Christian radio store and this guy was awesome. Um, and we said, look, we're interested in having a show, but Christian radio is pay to play, man. If you're on there, you're paying. It's not like they go, Oh, oh we yeah. think you're great. Here's a show. You're yeah. like, yeah. where's our money now? Whatever. We were paying the low amount because, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we, we got sponsors and stuff for that. We, we raised yeah. money specifically to try to do what we were always trying to do. Like it wasn't in my mind. It wasn't even con conceivable to me 
to make money doing what we were doing because it, because it felt one primarily for me, you guys are going to know why this is wrong, right? You're going to hear it. Like, this is the wrong way to think about it. But like in my mind, it was, this is primarily for my benefit. I hope people are encouraged and built up by it. Um, but like, it's too, it's not straight laced enough for someone like serious to go put money into this thing. Cause like we say some ridiculous things, nobody's running for political office ever. Yeah. Cause if you get a raw show with two hours, a guy, like I've said all kinds of things. We just, we just had our fifth 500 show. And one of the, the things we said was like, are there things you wish you could take back? And like everybody in the room was like, Oh yeah. Oh man. We have said some terrible things, like things that I, like I would be embarrassed to have said, but like, that's how people live. You go around, you try to do your best to you say something bad to yourself. Shoot, right. man, I got to refine that. Yeah. So, Anyway, so we, we did, we made some money for a time specifically to try to, um, to keep the show on the air. And then that, that station kind of closed down or moved. And like, we thought, well, I mean, I, we need to keep up the, the internet site and the, um, I do most stuff for free. I kind of hodgepodge stuff together. So it's costs were real cheap. And so I just, we stopped. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's the run of the, right, it's cool. I, I had a, a podcast with Nadine Habaker. She was one of the older guests we've had on the show. And she was an artist. She's an artist, like she art. And I was like, how do you get paid to do art? And she's like, what? Like, I don't know. I just love the paint and people mm -hmm. keep paying me. I don't know. You know, <laughs> it seems a little bit like, well, you guys are just passionate about what you do. Yeah. It doesn't really matter about the money. Right. And in that, you guys are doing it and you've been doing it for 13 years. So yeah. that could be a longer runway because people are just passionate. Yeah. And yeah. maybe that's your payment. Like, I know that you've made some money. Yeah. But that's not the primary goal. Right. And for me and the people who have side gigs... And this whole uncommon wealth and this path that people go on, sometimes it's just because they're passionate about it. And yeah. it doesn't have to be monetarily bringing in a lot of money right. or that they have to even quit their day job. Yeah. They can just keep doing it because it's giving them life. They feel like it's awesome. Yeah. And they're learning more than they ever have. And they're excited about it. Yeah. I Actually, that's one of the one of the challenges. It's this great challenge in my, in my life. But like, like the people at Jesus have got fun stuff to do all over the place. And so I have a hard time bowing out of stuff. I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, this podcast is fun. It's awesome. It's enriching. And like people like it and are getting something out of it. And that's great. And then like, I have a, I have a day job and there's people there who need built up. And there's people there where like a way of looking at the world um, is helpful there. Just like it's helpful all over the place. It's helpful in the church as a pastor. It's helpful raising your kids. It's helpful coaching a softball team. And so like, it's, it's, sometimes it's the harder thing is to go, you know, maybe I'm, I'm going to say no to that. The people of Jesus are everywhere. Someone else can probably do this piece. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, because there's an opportunity to be helpful. As a matter of fact, I, so I have, I'm on the LinkedIn. You guys on the LinkedIn? Yeah, well, I'm, on the, I'm LinkedIn. on the LinkedIn. I have a real problem. Like, the LinkedIn? The, well, so like, I can't remember what got, oh, I was trying to, um, I, I did a, a children's book with my daughter. Oh. Um, and for some reason, I'm like, I should be on the LinkedIn. And so I get on there and I call it the LinkedIn. That's how you know I don't use it correctly. But like, I was going around and looking at all these bios that people have. And like some people that I know or even work with, and I'm reading this thing. I'm like, that, this That's is not, what is this? Right. This does not explain you at all. Yeah. Like you're, who wants to be in the, in the mindset that you're constantly applying for a job? And I get yeah. to use LinkedIn right. for that, but like, what a, what a scarce way to live. And I, so like, I, I, I probably thought on it for three or four days and I thought, I don't know. And I ended up with like trying to be useful. That's my LinkedIn, because that, that's it. Like, that's actually the right, like, I don't care where you, where I go or where I'm standing or who I'm around. Like, can I be helpful here? Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it just, but it, but it opens you up to a wide breadth where you're like, right. well, I, mean, I, I could be helpful over there. Should I be? Right. <laughs> and right. so it's, it's side hustles get, get um, when you're open to all the opportunities and ways of which God might use you in life. Uh, sometimes the harder thing is figuring out what to, like, what do I not 
do. Because yeah. There's so many what do I say no to? Yeah. Right? Exactly right. Oh, yeah. Exactly right. I, I got to ask, like, because I know you guys know each other, so you yeah. guys are eating I mean, from Alameda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just made you today. We go away. Um, but, like, how do you balance all this? I've heard now you've done, you do three things. Like, you, you work full time, mm-hmm. you're an engineer, you're a pastor, yep. you're a podcaster. Yeah. Yep. But then, like, well, I guess the fourth thing, the biggest thing is you're also a family man. Yep. Yep. How do you balance all this? I have Wait. one job. Uh huh. Don't really have a hobby in the family, and I am just like he doesn't have thin. a hobby. I mean, he's huge. Yeah. He, he obviously is. has some kind of hobby. Yes, that's right. I mean, it, I've moved weight. to my garage so I can keep doing it. <laughs> um, you know, I think if I were, if I'm being honest, um, it's a it's a right constant question. Like, are these things in appropriate balance? Now, here's what the cool thing is. So I'm a house church pastor. Uh, and so it's, get out of your mind, like, like weirdness. This is people doing the things that the people of Jesus have always done. Every, every church that's mentioned in the New Testament is a house church. People meet in churches. Right? Wait, hold on, tell us. Pause, because you guys are really knowledgeable here. Yeah. Can you, like, define what's a house church? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Listen, I'm, you're going to be, you're going to be disappointed what I'm going to say. <laughs> Not who I want. A church is a gathering of people. Yeah. And we do it in a house. Okay. That's it. Cool. It's super simple. That's what I'm saying. It's a rough cut of it. And so, um, so I was a pastor. I was executive pastor at a church in Johnston. It was a great experience. But what I found, um, and this goes along some with what I do with my, as a day job, but like I'm, it always looked like I was trying to simplify something. Like there seems like a lot of wheat and chaff here. Yeah. And there's a lot of things, frankly, that the church gets involved with that I'm like, I mean, I'm not sure we actually do this very well. Like the thing we have to offer the world is, is, is Jesus. That's it. Um, oftentimes the bar down the street the gym, all kinds of places are better at relationships yeah. because like you're in there some for something communally. Sometimes the church postures itself. We're like, we're trying to get you to, we're trying to sell you something. Yeah. And here's the deal. I want, I want to be part of a, I have an awesome gift. Something's been exposed to me that I can otherwise share with other people. And I desperately want to share that. But like sometimes our church infrastructures are built to kind of like put three people through a sales process. A business. Welcome. Right. Here's, right. here's the class. Here's the path. Here's the 10 things you can do. Here's your gifts. Plug it all in. And like, I just felt like, one, maybe I'm not competent to the task of pastoring in an environment like that. But then, two, like, what did the, the folks that were closest to Jesus, what did their stuff look like? And it looked like people living communally and meeting in houses, as many as they could pack in, people falling out of windows asleep because there's so many folks packed in the top <laughs> room, right? And so I thought, like, is, there, is it possible that this works? Can it still work in our context? And it's not right. Don't look at, the, like, the first century wasn't implicitly holy, yeah. Jesus was in it, but like it doesn't make it that their lifestyle is better than ours. But the question is, was it working? And it explodes, right? So the Christianity explodes um, where people are meeting and living together. The things they believe and the things that they do match. Uh, and then, frankly, society changes where um, – so the, one of the biggest rises – there's a great book called The Rise of Christianity by Rodney Stark. And like one of the things he walks he's like, how does this possible? How do you go from 12 guys, 11, um, and the thing explodes – Thousands. That's exactly, and it's things like um, when the when the plague happens, where the where the world runs away, the people of Jesus ran in because it, what sticks with people is that somebody goes, look, there's somebody who needs help, and and we're somebody going, going to the trenches. That's right, yeah. and, and shepherding people. And there's many Christians that died doing that, but like who remembers that? The guy who was served by the Christians running in, and his family, and his family, and his family, because the things that we believed and the things that we said matched, and like every major co- collegiate institution. Um, home for like mentally ill folks, um, orphanages, like like school systems, hospitals, almost all were started by Christians, right? Core institutions that go to serve people. Okay, so the question was, if all that is born out of this, what seems like a more like a looser structure that doesn't require, frankly, some of the hard things about being a pastor. I'm getting to to answer your question. Yeah. The background was helpful. 
So, but the reason being is like one of the key problems or difficulties of being a pastor is like you ask him not to be like uh, a guy who knows scripture and a guy who loves and spends time with people. He's, he's, he owns a business. He's got to like, he's, we, I mean, keep the, right. keep the pipes on. running. Right. Yeah. And like, and you have to, and like it does, you don't want it to, but you look out and go, Hey man, there's half the people here this weekend than were there last weekend. Uh-oh. There's a monetary consequence. And I thought like, I just want nothing to do with that. Well, it's, it's funny. Cause I know your personality. Yeah. If you're executive pastor trying to streamline and make things more efficient, eventually you're like, and I'm going to work myself out of a job. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I could see where that didn't work out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, so one of the things then, when it comes to being a house church pastor, there I have a, I have a responsibility to the people in our church. They have a responsibilities to me. I have a particular focus. Um, it's not a. There's no hierarchical thing there. It's just a specific thing. God has given me. Like I teach. It's my job to teach and do pastoral work um, within our congregation. Um, but like we have no structure for that. And so, like, yes, I spend time reading mostly on. It's, it's generally Saturday night. I don't. I'm not like fifteen twenty. I used to spend fifteen hours preparing a sermon. Um, I'm probably down to two, two to three hours, like praying throughout the week, um, two to three hours of studying, making sure that I've put, poured all the right stuff in um, so that we can talk about it on uh, the next day. But like all that means is that I don't have to separate my no, I know, normal life, full life from my, my pastoral work. Right. Like, like my, it's, I'm, I don't have to carve it off. The podcast work, um, it takes me away, but like, if I were to say, look, every Monday night, I'm but you're talking up, about the same thing, exactly. Right? It's, you're not duplicitous, and yes. like this is how I live my life, here exactly. In my full time job. Yeah. This is how I pass to my church, and this is how I do my podcast. Yes. This is a theme throughout your life. They're not buckets; they're bundles. Yes. Everything go, actually goes to some of the stuff that the the previous podcast here, like we're talking about, like integer, like integrity, things like being the same, not divided. Well, my life isn't really divided if I'm living it well. It's just applied. Here are the things, skills, attitudes, thoughts, right. and now they relate to the podcast. Now they relate to the time I spend with my family. And like, to, I could, I'm always trying to do better at this, but like, how do I, our, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. So she's been on there a few different times. Um, there's ways that they can get involved. Uh, every once in a while, my kids will help me edit yours. And so like, there's just, there's, there's things where they can be separate or how can I pull them together? Mm-hmm. And so no, now, don't feel, there's not a judgment in there. Like, there's things like that you have to do on your own, right? Like, if I'm going to do, I mean, actually, so if I work out, I'm, I can do it with my wife. I actually find that I'm, I feel better about it if I go, if I'm not <laughs> around her when I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, but just in general, I, I think that's the right way to think about it is like balance should be a constant, humble thought and prayer in your life and letting other people say, like my wife should be able to say, hey, I think I think this is off a little bit or I'm, we're feeling like we're missing you this week mm-hmm. or something like that. Um but I think that's that's the way I would I try to think about it is like how can I best integrate the things and not have them feel separate. So that's what I was saying when we were putting it together and Philip talked about it, it's like and you start looking at other people that are like yourself that have all these like balls in the court and they're juggling it so well, but really what it is is like they intertwine so well. Yeah, that's right. That's so then I'm just like these one eighty. It's how God's uniquely gifted you. Yeah, and people can inter interweave many different things that I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. I'm not gifted that way. Yeah. But some people are right. And it's very natural for them. Yeah. And it's not like this. I have to put on a different hat here. And then a this hat, like that I think is unsustainable. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. But like, I think there is, there is a personality to it too, that, um, so, so if this is a skill, let's say that's a skill, this is good. If this is a positive, there's always a converse. There's always something that says on the other side of that, what that means is like, I, I often don't go super deep on it, on any given thing. So like where some people can get like a really good focus and, and like these people are changing the world because it's like, that's what their world looks like. Mm. Um, 
my stuff tends to peanut butter out. And so there's always a risk to me that feels like, is this getting, not only is it a time thing, but like, Effective. Uh, yeah, is this thing working at its best um, because of the amount of time that I can give it? Like if I only gave this more focused, yes, but I would have to give up something over here. And I generally, that's why, that. this is what's, what's difficult. So like, I like, to, I like to work on podcasts. I love audio editing. I have a, a background in it. And um, my show is a terrible example if I was going to go, hey, I'd like to do podcast editing for you. Check out my show. It's not a good one because I won't because it's so long. I won't edit it. I won't chop it up. I don't. If the audio is not great, I might just start the show and go, hey, I think the audio was a little bit dumpy this week. You know, bear it out if you want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I witnessed that. I'm like, oh, that's wrong. Well, hit the <laughs> other. Yeah. But but like that is that's my boundary for that show. And um, either it's in if it's not endearing to you, then our show may not even be the right show for you, and I'm okay with that too. Right. Um, but like that—that that is the—that's um, the other other side of that coin. Um, and so I may not be—I'm—I uh, may not be the guy who changes the world in any particular thing that I'm focusing on because of the things that I'm balancing. And so there's not a—I guess my my caution is—is is that like, oh yeah, look, he can balance all the things, but like it doesn't mean there's not a righteousness in someone who's got like. A focus that they yeah. rock at it's just different yeah mm -hmm. okay so that's my first point that i wanted to pull out is the side gig necessarily doesn't have to be something that monetarily brings in money yeah. that's okay right yeah. as long as you're still getting life from it it can be sustainable 13 years still run us yeah uh okay the, the next thing i want to talk about is your faith these buckets that aren't like you're putting on different hats yeah but you are in a secular full-time job yes how do you integrate your faith inside the workplace i think this is fascinating yeah yeah uh, i just came from a conference yesterday it was called the uncommon no unconventional unconventional business international yeah and the unconventional was that they wanted to bring faith in the workplace yeah there was a whole bunch of business owners a lot of people in this which was fun to see yeah and i the overarching theme that i thought was like are these people really being good witnesses or are they just quote unquote trying to bring jesus into the workplace and I would love to know their employees, what they interpret as faith. Mm -hmm. And is it a good representation of who Jesus is or is it actually harming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Employees? Yes. And that's what I was like, overarching theme. There was a keynote speaker in, he was talking about like, what is the fruit that you've, that you've brought out of your life in yeah. your faith? Okay, great. But like, what I really wanted to say is like, you guys, we have a big responsibility here. Yeah. Because if we're the ones who want to bring faith into the workplace, yeah. then we are, we have to be good stewards of that. And we can't, we have to ask for forgiveness when we screw up, when we screw up. Yep. And we have to be a good representation of Jesus. Yep. Because we could really hurt somebody. Here. Yes. Yeah. You know, oh, this is, oh, I'm a Christian. And then you're just slaying people. There's wakes of bodies yep. behind you. And like, I want nothing to do with that kind of religion yes. faith. That's right. And so that's, that's why I say, and I think that you probably are going to be a really good advocate for, no, no, your faith has to come into your workplace. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a cross on the door. Mm -hmm. And so tell me how you integrate your faith in your workplace, because you can't take out faith and, and Ben, and all this stuff and, right. and your fortune, whatever company, fortune X company. Yeah. Fortune X. So how do you integrate it is my question. Um, so like the key thing is, is to not suppress it. So like, I, like I am who I am. I believe right. when I believe, I think right. what I think, uh, I look at the world in the way that I do shaped by the, the goodness of God. And so, um, I, I think sometimes we feel like there's a burden again to become the advertising agency. 
Like, do I have to put a cross? What I normally put a cross on my door? What I normally make? Like, uh, he has risen my background of my Zoom call. Like, I wouldn't do that. Um, because, because, because it's shallow. Like, yes. I'm not, I'm not interested in like, oh, I, as long as you know that I'm a Christian, like, that's great. Yeah. Like, miss. Yeah, I don't, I don't need other people to like buy in so that I feel good about the thing that I believe. I, I, I believe it because I think it's true and I think it matters and I think it changes the world, right? And so, and it's changed your life. Yes. And right. if I think all those things. Um, how could it not come affect up? you? Right. Right. Now, it's the same reason like when the guy who delivers the, the mail, I don't just run him down and go, hey, I was reading an Acts today because like that's not a normal transaction, human interaction. Right. That's right. It's a, actually one of the, one of the things, the burdens that we've got, um, this is true in the church. I think it's true beyond that, but like we've taken a very heavy burden of feeling like we have to kind of psychologize people. Like, yeah, but how, what will, what will connect with them? And there's a, there's a wisdom in I care about people enough. There's a time. No, it is. Right. Yes. But it's way different if you're like sitting there plotting and going, here are the three. Th it's leading uh, the witness, yes. as they say. Uh, I, this is why I'm out. I'm out on the fog. I'm out on the lights. I'm out on the things that try to manipulate me to feel something that needs to come from clear relationship with Jesus, movement of scripture, Holy Spirit doing things in my life. Like, I don't, I don't want you to help me with some, with a manipulation. Now, there's all kinds of righteous things that might come from that. So again, don't hear me wrong, but like, I just... I don't, I don't feel like I have a need to have to conjure up a way to sell a vacuum Jesus to somebody. So what it means then is when I go to work, uh, I should be living my faith out the way that I would every other time. It should apply to the meeting that I'm going to be in. Um, do people around me know that I'm a pastor? Yeah. Yeah, they know that. Um, we are shouting it from a rooftop. Uh, right, because, because that is the dismissal of another human. They don't come to me and go, hey, here's what I do in my also time, like, and yell at it. Like, yeah, that would be right, weird. It's disre right. it's, it disrespects another human. Yeah. Right. Um, but, like, so, but they know that because well, it's just not natural interaction. Well, right. Hey, my name's Philip Ramsey. I play Ultimate Frisbee. Like, oh, uh, okay. Okay. I guess. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Do you remember that I play Ultimate Frisbee? <laughs> Can I tell you about my Ultimate Frisbee journey? Yeah. Now, but it's whenever you get one step in, two yeah. steps in. Hey, what are you passionate about? Exactly. Let me tell you. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you guys are way further along in your faith than I am. Like, I'm like the newbie over here, but it feels like, yeah. in comparison to you guys. But, like, it is like, when you go, like, I, there's a couple red flags I have when I meet, like, somebody, and they're like, oh, hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, you've, you've met people like that? I don't know. Yeah. I've ever met anybody that says that. Well, it's kind of, it's I don't know that actually that's how it goes. It sort of feels like. It feels like, so yeah. Right. When yeah. we start talking about who they like, they want to throw that in so fast to almost approve like, hey, I'm a good person because I'm a Christian. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And it's like, right. yeah. I don't think yeah. that works that way. And I, now I don't think <laughs> no, you're a good person. <laughs> right. It should, you know? Yeah. It shouldn't. But I would say that my favorite compliment is somebody's like, hey, something just seems different about you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. Wow. Like, that's not of me, for the record. Like, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Or, you know, like, m normally that's you, or some you're different, like, you're an idiot. It's basically, it could be it, too. But they're like, listen, something just feels different about you. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, can we talk? Like, yeah, we sure can. Yes. What a compliment, right? Yes. Yeah. Can, well, and, here, and here's the thing. A lot of people, um, they wouldn't even know that it's that the reason that they feel that way is related to the fact that you love and serve Jesus. Right. Like, they wouldn't know that. Happen, this happens to me quite a bit. Like, hey, I just want to get your thoughts on something. Right. And like, here's the, like, when I say, when I say you got to not suppress it, like, it should 
always influence the key things that are going to influence how you talk to your employees. Um, one of the aims of, so my department, uh, it's, it's, it's boring the whole thing, but like as a business architect, we have a macro view of the world. Our job is to look at all the things and, and make sure we're all talking about them in the same way, open up the ways of which people are talking past each other, and then like, try to document our business in such a way that like you can feel, you can find where this part of the business wants this thing, this part of the business wants a different thing, and we go, hey, that's the same thing, same. Okay, and so, but what that what I end up doing is, is you interact with all kinds of people trying to accomplish all kinds of things, and like, uh, there's all kinds of ways in which I could say, well, here's the aim of our department, but our, the aim of our department is to, how can I make that other person look good? Mm. Like, how can I help them, my job is to help them succeed in whatever it is that they're doing, um, and I, I want them to look good doing it and like we can fade in the back that's a that's a that's a christian way to go man sure humble the way around and you try to make sure that like if the light's going to shine on someone it'll fall on somebody else you be luke skywalker i'll be yoda which you know fine go get him right and so like but there's all kinds of ways that we could frame our part of the work and go like we want to dominate the world i'm like i want to make sure the world's spinning in the best possible way and people who spin it have got the best things at their disposal to make decisions to do it and so like i like that I, because it doesn't put me, this is where like working in a, um, you know, at an office job or a secular job, like you're going to find contentious things and you're going to find people who are trying to accomplish things in ways that you wouldn't, who are going to put you in positions that you're going to like, boy, I just, it would be m- that was most beneficial for my career to do X, but like it would take my life to do X. And so I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I actually, it's interesting. Uh, I've never, I've not applied for a job over the last, I've been in the same place for 21 years. I've probably had six different positions that I haven't applied for one of them. I don't, hey, Ben, where do you, where do you want to go in your career? I don't know. I want to be useful. Yeah. Now, here, read my LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, but here's the thing. Career-wise, I probably could be higher up somewhere. I probably could be making more money. But, like, I just don't want the, I don't want the, it feels like lack of ambition, but it's not. It's like, I look at the world and go, look, I want to be helpful. And uh, if you're telling me that I'm the most helpful right now doing this thing, like, okay, because I'm just going to take the same set of skills, way of you in the world, care for people, and I'm going to apply it here. Job. I don't care when you, right, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. Right. And so, I, like, I'm less caught up in it. Which it is because a lot of people put their identity in that. That's yes. the interesting thing. And that what you're saying is like, I, that's not my identity. Right, right, right. Super good. Yeah. Super good. good. This is great. Like, coming from somebody that's not, like, on your guys' level of, like, Christianity and, like, hearing you guys talk about how to put it in to, like, the actual world, like, is exactly what I think a lot of people need to hear that aren't, yeah. and then are also very weary of like hearing it because like it is like we have there's so there was a guy in town that was a financial advisor he had a big cross on his like in his office huge cross mm-hmm. and ginormous like did a huge amount of production he went under because like got his license <laughs> pulled and like oh wow crummy. Yeah. Right. Shady he is, but advertised like crazy that okay. he was a believer. You know, yeah. That he was a believer. It's like, but here you guys are saying the exact opposite. Oh yeah. It's like, no, no, no. You will make everybody else like them the shining light, and then like they yeah. should just see it through your actions. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's a huge warning sign when somebody's like, "Yeah, this is me. I'm a Christian." Like, yeah. It could be. It could be. It could not be. Right. But to me, it's like the actions over time that you you witness yeah. that are like, wow, that's attractive, right? Because I believe yeah. like Jesus was the ultimate winning others over. And he would do it in such a way that like, no, I'll also point out sin. Yeah. But in that I'll win it. I'll win it. Over. Like I will, I love you so much. We need to talk about this. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like people, people. So I think we're built for this. I think we're built for this type of relationship with other people in the same way we're built for this type of relationship with God. You're, you're built to 
have someone who can say, look, and even, even all your failures and fallibilities, I still love you. I would still die for you, sacrifice for you, and I have. Um, in those fallibilities, they're harming you. It wasn't what I created for good. And so I'm going to tell you. I want to make mm-hmm. sure you know. Because why would you? You wouldn't do that to your own kids or see somebody else who's right. failing and right. causing their own trouble in life. You go, hey, you wouldn't just let them go. Because how disassociative and dismissal is that to go, dude, you really screwed it up and I don't care. I don't care. Right. right. What a right. crappy thing to do. And so like. It's, it's, it's such a weird thing because we've had this conversation with some people in the past and they're like, dude, it feels like you're, you're dodging your faith. I said, no, I'm like, I'm living it out genuinely. Like I said, it's going to come up. <laughs> if like, it's going to come up in our conversations that like, I love and serve Jesus. It's going to come up where like, I don't mind saying in a Zoom call with 50 people on it to go, hey man, um, I, you know, I, I'll certainly be praying on you for that. Like, because I would, because that's what I'm going to do. I'm not saying that for their benefit. It's, yeah. it's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so like, I just, fake is not effective. Jesus wasn't fake. The, the, the work of God throughout history and time was not fake. These were real people, real situations, real love, real sacrifice, real God. Right. And so like, like fake, we don't need to come up with a better advertising program than what God has set out as being true and good. And so we're going to go about that. And it means that you love God and you love people. And you like, don't, uh, when we say humility, it doesn't mean think of yourself. Don't think less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less often. Just like, Having people and saying, look, how can I, right. when you build other people up, like it's, it's one of the, the gifts of the kingdom. Yeah. Like when you, when you go out and do the things that God has told you to do, you get enriched by it. Yes. Which is so countercultural to what's happening now. Yes. And you are getting more and more people depressed because, oh, what's your inner happiness? Yeah. Keep focusing on yourself. Keep this wild ride. Yeah. And, and at the end of it, like, but who are you? Like, stop. Like, yeah. what if it isn't about you? Yes. What if it's about serving other people? Yeah. What if it's about making somebody else happy and in that, finding your own joy? Well, like, isn't that funny? Because we have, like, studies on that on showing how, like, we like, we can prove the fact of ser- the happiest people in the world are the people that are serving others. Yeah. Oh, man. For sure. And so this is why, I think, coming back to Uncommon Wealth, like, if I won the lottery, guess what I'd be doing tomorrow? Yeah. The exact same exactly. thing. Yeah. Ta-da! Because, like, <laughs> it's not really about the money. And I think that's, like, one of our, like, secret sauces here at Uncommon Wealth. It's like, no, we care about people and what they want to do with their life. Yeah, we'll, we'll use your money as a tool, but at the end of the day, like, but what is it that would get you excited? And yep. what's going to get Ben excited? What's going to get Aaron excited is going to be different than what gets me excited. Yep. Or it could be the same thing. I don't know. But like, let's talk through that. And there is so much joy about pulling people's like inner excitement out yeah. and watching the like lights start turning on again, them starting getting excited. My favorite question to ask when somebody's talking about something they're passionate about is like, how long have you been talking about this? And they'll always underestimate the time that they've been talking uh-huh. because they're actually excited about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when the spouse is like, they, well, you're like, oh, I think for like a year in the spouse, you like see the face and it's like, uh, try five. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> So that's what's so cool. And I love that you're so passionate about your side gigs. And, and, but really, it's all the same passion, yeah. right? And that's really what, what brings you to where you're at. So you can have all these different places, all these different kind of hats you put on, but they all are the same person. Yeah. That's always what I valued about you. And you're just authentic. Authentically winning people over for Jesus because that's who you are. Yeah. That's I, a win. And, you know, I guess that's the thing is that, like, I don't, I don't even know what it would be like to try to be someone else. Like, I'm bad at it. I, this, is the, this is the other thing I'll tell you. And anything that I've ever got, uh, got my hands in, I'm a terrible marketer. Like, I'm not a good marketer. I'm not a good salesman. I just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> and like, 
part of that is is just like it, because it's asking the question, oh, like what would tickle their fancy? I'm like I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know and, and so, so like for for in our house church environment, like I don't I don't do like Ben sermon series on anger. Like I don't. That's that seems like a lot of me <laughs> and yeah. me trying to stretch right. like and tie things together. And so like uh, there's some guy now here. Don't hear me wrong. There's some people who do this very well, and mm-hmm. I'm always impressed. I'm also a terrible. Uh, sto- anecdotal storyteller. Now, random stories that like seems like it's going to build up and then dies off. Like I'm great at that. I do that. Very I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, you. Yeah, I, I got you there, man. Like, yeah. But like some like there's some pastors that are just so good. They tell such yeah. a, such a great. So it's like that's a wonderful example. I don't. I'm not a good that guy. I'm. I like we. I read the thing that we're supposed to teach this week, and I go. Here's what's going on around it so you can understand it. Here's probably what it's getting at. And like, here's probably how we should apply that. But like the, the, the stuff that really helps people, I wish I was better at it, but I'm not. But, but some of that just become, comes on, like it feels, at least from my perspective, um, it, it feels like it's asking me to be inauthentic because I feel like I'm having to conjure something up. Yeah. But, it, but that's for me. Some people are, are re- like I said, really good at this and it's an awesome skill because you help connect people to things that they would miss because you knew how to say it. And like I said, I think that's okay from broader macro context. Right. But like, like I said, fake, fake is not effective here. Like people, people know when you're being real with them. I think, frankly, this is where the church has struggled, um, is that we were, a lot of stuff, it's treating people like we're on the same advertising block as the billboard down the street. And like, yeah. I just, again, I, I, you can chuck it all and, and, and Jesus is the thing that makes any of this different. And like, if that's, if we're not leading with what that is and, and the truth of that and the reality of those things and how it impacts our lives, then like, there are people who do all the other functions of the church better. Mm-hmm. They just do. So true. Right. So this is my overall reason why I want to show on the phone. Just be authentic. Be authentic in your side gigs. Be authentic in your career. Be authentic. And what you'll find is you'll be way more happy you won't have to oh no i gotta be this person for that like no you're just this is who you are keep track of and here's the deal at the end of the day people are gonna like you or people aren't gonna like you yeah but that's okay right you don't need everybody to love you yeah you just need to be authentic to you and what i find that for myself when people are authentic no matter how quirky or different they are i value that like i'm in what can we do yeah so anyway ben Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, Ben, this is great. Like, I really want to say quick, though, like, Billy, I know you said, like, I'm not the one, oh, I'm the peanut butter, like, no, <laughs> I'll go too deep. Like, I'm not going to change the world. I'm like, I think, like, you got to, like, I'm just going to say this because I know you won't say it to yourself because, like, that's your personality that I've learned, but, like, you are changing the world in the sense of, like, you being the beacon of light for so many people, yeah. you're being that peanut butter for people. It's like, you think about, like, Jesus spread the word. Like he had, he held what, 12 guys? Was it 12 guys? Yeah, let's start with 12 and they lose let's the guy the and then it gets better. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> they go change the world out of 12 guys. Yeah, totally. If you help, like, you know, if you get six or 12 or 24, you help that many people and like be their beacon of light, like you are changing the world. So. You know, so I, I'm glad that you said that because I think that's the right encouragement for folks who feel like you don't have like a particular thing that you rock at. Yeah. But like, but you're just taking your life and you're trying to live it in all the different expressions and experiences is that like, it, it, you're right. I, I, like when I think of it, I don't think like I'm not revolutionizing podcasting, yeah. but like in every place that I have, you have relationships to build and you have like true things that can be said that can help and see the world correctly and separate wheat from chaff. And like to the extent that you can be part of that in anybody's relationship, the cumulative nature of of humans living in community and doing that for each other it does ultimately change the world yeah. that's right that's exactly the right thing to say that's be- that's more clearly said than what i'd said so that's I'm no i just want to make sure i just make sure you know it'll make a big difference yeah.
So I hope this is encouraging to you, our listeners. Thank you for being on the show. Ben, thank you for listening. Aaron, great job. Uh, You've been listening to the Uncommon Wealth Podcast. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And Aaron Kramer. Until next time, don't be uncommon. Thanks for listening. That's all for this episode. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.